funny thing, this economy that we always have to worry about, right? The economy, the economy, the economy. I mean, I get it. But at what point do we worry about sustainability? Right? Because without sustainability, there is no economy, right? So if we put economy ahead of all else, i.e., you know, slash and burn farming and the Amazon and just, you know, clear-cutting of our forests here in the North Pacific Northwest of the United States. These practices, you know, feed lots, industrial farming in, in general, industrial agriculture in general, totally not sustainable. It's going to lead to another big dust bowl here and elsewhere. It's already had catastrophic event uh, effects in India with their cotton industry. Thank you, Monsanto and your BT cotton. Um, Monsanto got rich and farmers are committing suicide like it's going out of style. But, um, you know, we need to switch our economy to be more of, of a resource-based economy because these, these corporations, say a coal company that does mountaintop coal removal, dumps all the shit down into a ravine, <clears throat> and that taints the drinking water for the, all the people downstream. They don't pay for that. That's an externalized cost. Right. Well, we need to internalize those costs for corporations so that they don't do behaviors like that. Right. So that, it, you know, we need to place more value on the environment and not on somebody's ability to make profit. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want people to make profit. I want to make profit. But I'm not going to go, you know, dump my motor oil in my neighbor's yard. I'm not even going to dump it in my yard. And I'm sure as hell not going to go dump it in the creek. And a person or a corporation that does that kind of shit should be held accountable. And that's where we get into the whole thing of a corporation being a person. No, fuck that. No, a corporation is not a person they don't live next to you, and you can't go knock on their door and punch them in the face when they do something super screwed up, right? It's this entity that you can't put your, put your hands on, you know, you can't talk to. You can write letters that just disappear, and, and you know, the, so I read this awesome article, and it broke down, like, uh, local Businesses versus, you know, giant corporations that are based somewhere else. For every $100 you spend with a corporation, only 85 of that stays in your community. Because the, the it's basically sucked back to headquarters. For every $100 you spend at a local store, it generates $120 for the community because... 
they deposit that money in the local bank and da 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 and then they go to lunch at the local, you know. So it generates more money for the local economy. So you know, there's been this whole trend of huge big box stores. Well, who's who's funding these big box big box stores? We can't really find out. We don't, you know, it's hard to find out sometimes cuz they can be shell companies. But obviously, somebody figured out a formula like, oh, we can just get rid of all the employees, have one or two people, you know, deal with the customers, self-checkout, and then stock people. <laughs> and and we and we fell for it. Unbelievable. Under the name of convenience, you'll actually become you know, a cashier to cash yourself out. It's unreal. Without a discount even. Yeah. But anyway. I digress. But speaking about economy, it's just, it's this created thing. It's not a science. It's a man-made thing. And, and, and it's so funny, too, because people... People are okay with bailing the banks out, right? Like, basically, the banks, like, if if you want to be, like, capitalistic, capitalistic, boom, capitalism, that's how we're going to roll, then it's a casino. You go to the casino, if you bet all your money on 13 black and, it, and you come up short, well, guess what? There's no fucking government bailout. Your mommy's not going to come save you. You just fucked up. You just lost your ass. And I don't know if they still allow it, but people used to hawk their wedding rings and shit in Vegas, right? Like, oh, no, no, I'm okay, I'll hawk my, you know, and go and gamble that away. So that's how capitalism would work. All the banks would be flat on their fucking ass and there would have been a complete restructuring. But no, the government stepped in and bailed them out for bad behavior. Right? Like, think of how... Think how many small business loans could have been given with that same amount of money. One of the statistics I heard was that every home loan in the country could have been paid off with the amount that was given to the banks. So imagine that. So, oh, but we got to save the banks, save the banks, save the... Why? Why? There was, there was, it wasn't like all the banks. Just a bunch of fucking banks, right? It would have caused a huge domino effect... And so what? Fuck them. They deserved it. It wouldn't have been bad for the average person because there were still credit unions, small local banks, and guess what? Small local banks and credit unions, credit unions are actually owned by the people that bank there, so you're part owner of your credit union. So 
there would have just been more credit unions. They would have sprung up to to take advantage of Bank of America and Wells Fargo and those evil fucks going away. Citicorp, Citibank, all that bullshit, all those scum suckers. There would have just been more credit unions. Right? The tellers just go to a different employer. But they put the fear of God into everybody and like, oh, we gotta bail them out. But the statistic I heard was that they could have paid off every home loan instead. And imagine how that would have boosted the economy. Now you don't have a mortgage payment? And you... Boom! That's 1500 bucks a month extra? Like, honey, let's go out to dinner. Bam! Shit, I think I'm going to buy a car. Bam! Let's go on vacation. Bam! Right? Everybody would have been spending some of that money. Honey, let's go to the casino. Right? But no, we didn't get shit for that money. Our tax dollars bailed out the people that fucked us. They got rewarded. The CEOs got bonuses. Nobody went to jail. Thank you, Obama. Obama had the chance to put the nail in the coffin, hang these fuckers high, make an example out of them, break up the quote-unquote too big to fail. Well, then that not that a, a monopoly then? Or too big to fail, then that's too big to exist. Right? So, fuck you. He should have put the nail through the dagger through the heart while he had the chance. And made an example. He could have been the FDR of his, of his generation. Oh my god. But instead, he did shit. He paid the bankers. Paid them off. Bank of America even took their... I forget if it was $62 million or $82 million that they got. And it was supposed to be to invigorate the U.S. economy, right? So they were supposed to invest it in the U.S. Well, they took it and they invested it outside the U.S. And when they got busted doing that, they said, Oh, well, we got a better return on our money by doing it over there. That's not the fucking point to make you money. The point was to invigorate the goddamn economy. So, like, right out the gates, they're corrupt and fucking us again. So, you know, and some people still think, like, I talked to some people and they're still like, well, if we would have let them collapse, then, oh my god, what, oh, the... I'm scared. Like, what? Then you create a vortex. Something comes in and fills that vortex. That's capitalism. That is capitalism. So the people that are quote-unquote fighting for capitalism are fighting against it right there. Right? The irony is rich. Like, oh my God. These same people will scream, oh my God, that's socialism. 
but they're okay with a military increase. Well, the military is socialism. It's paid for with tax dollars. So is the fire department. So so is the police department. The forestry. Right? Highways were built with tax dollars. The highways are socialist. Your bridges are socialist. So this word socialist has been demonized by the 1% who want to keep hoarding all the money at the top and prevent it from being more equally distributed. And that's all it is. All socialism is, is, you know, the definition is that the workers have a stake in the means of production. Right? So, you're part owner of the, of the coal mine. You're part owner of the grocery store. So, you have a stake in it. So, you benefit when, you, when the store makes a profit. It makes sense, right? You got incentive. Incentive to work harder instead of just show up Monday through Friday. These hours. We might change your schedule. Fuck you. You want a job or not? I had a job once. They changed my days on my day off. And it was up to me. (laughs) Like I left on a whatever. Wednesday for my two days off. You know. Thursday, Friday. Come in Saturday. Oh, you missed a day. Like what? Oh, we changed your schedule. But it's up to you to to check your schedule. Like wait a minute. You know, if you're going to... Change my schedule. You couldn't call me. Wow. So that's harsh capitalism. But, but it, you know, it's 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 capitalism for the poor, socialism for the rich. Right? Exxon Mobil will record the highest profit ever recorded by a corporation ever in the history of mankind, and pay zero taxes. Amazon. 2018, $11 billion in profit paid zero taxes. How does that happen? How does that happen? And if it keeps happening, how does our country have an infrastructure? And that's where I go to these neocon bastards are destroying and gutting our country just like they've done everywhere else around the world. They're bringing their same playbook home. They don't give a shit about us. They don't give a shit about this country or our constitution or bill of rights. You know, they're 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 uh, multinationalists. You know, more beholden to Israel or, or or Saudi Arabia than our own damn country. And these people are invested. In all over the world, so you know, and, and so rich that they can move anywhere in the world, so they don't care if the country crumbles. They're sucking it dry. But you know, back to the word economy, economy, economy. We got to got to keep the economy going. Well, what economy? Green economy? Let's do a green new deal. We don't have to have a a, a parasitic economy. We don't have to have a, an economy based on fossil fuels, based on grandpa's technology. Coal? Are you kidding me? Coal is fucking dead. 
Solar is here and it's here to stay. Battery technology has gotten phenomenal. And if you're charging the batteries with solar power, that's phenomenal. You know, between solar power, wave generation power, wind power, you know, we we've got we've gone we've got so much so much potential. And then you talk about geothermal, right? Yellowstone should be a huge fucking power plant. Any place where there's there's a uh, geothermal activity like that, like here in Sonoma County in Calistoga, there's an old faithful geyser. They should tap that sucker to a damn turbine. You know, and you know, and drill five more, ten more in the in the neighborhood. Um. So there's, you know, and hemp, you know, industrial hemp. So there's industrial hemp. Somebody just invented an industrial hemp plane that's made of a hemp resin plastic and flies on hemp ethanol. Bam! Game changer. So... You know, the technology is there. It's just that these old cronies and their oil money, coal money, oil money, the old guard doesn't want to roll over and die. And that's all it is. But, you know, only time will tell. So, anyway, this has been another rant by Dave and another thing with Dave a rant on it on the economy over and out stay vigilant people greetings earthlings i'm still dave and this is still and another thing with dave so continuing on about the economy we're constantly told we have to protect the economy we need to protect american interests right well what does that really mean what do we mean when we say we need to protect american interests because it's not what you would think it means on face value it's not protect the interests interests of the average american no, no, no. What we're talking about is we're protecting the interests of American corporations. And now we're talking, you know, multinational corporations. And most of these corporations are paying zero in taxes. For example, Amazon, Exxon, you know, on and on and on. Exxon recorded, a few years back, recorded the highest profit ever recorded by a corporation ever in the history of the world as we know it, and paid zero taxes, and I think they actually got a $156 million rebate. Like, how does that happen? Well, how does that happen? Because George Bush and George Bush Jr. were oil men, and the system's rigged. Everybody's paid off. 50% of our Congress are millionaires. How the hell do you get to be a millionaire by being a quote-unquote public servant? Right? (laughs) 
So either they don't understand the word of pub, you know, the meaning of public servant, or we're picking the wrong frickin' servants. So, um, I forget what politician it was that said uh, it's impossible to make yourself rich in politics ethically. So anybody that's rich in politics is making backroom deals and selling us down the river. So, for example, <clears throat> we'll go to war to protect Exxon's right to do business in Iraq, in, in any country. But, for example, let's pick Iraq, because <laughs> it's a very pertinent example. Um, so, they will bribe our politicians, get us, you know, to send our our citizens off to war. Our citizens die. They get the profit. We don't even get discount oil from it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, you know, we overthrew Iran in 1953 with CIA coup. That's why Iran is a, tr is, is a problem now. That's why they have an extremist government now. They used to have a thriving democracy. But that wasn't good because they nationalized their oil and, and the greedy oil companies weren't able to get their hands on Iran's oil. So they convinced the powers that be to have the CIA overthrow their leader, democratically elected leader, so we did, put a puppet in place for 25 years, and he privatized the oil. So we were able to suck Iran's oil out of there. Well, then in the you know Re Iranian Revolution, they kicked that mofo out, and they went super extremist. So it's actually the U.S.'s fault, the CIA's fault, that Iran is now an extreme country, because they didn't used to be at all. That's in direct... That's a direct result of our foreign intervention. So, you know, we don't even get cheap gas out of it. That's, that's, how, that's how, you know, how duped we are. Not only are we not, you know, rioting in the streets or whatever for all the dead soldiers or, you know, all the lies, the fact that none of these bastards, war criminals, went to, went to jail, but we don't even get cheap gas. <laughs> Suckers! It's unbelievable. So the U.S. military helps corporations privatize foreign assets. The U.S. citizens get nothing except the tax bill to pay for the military to go over there and protect the assets. Right? Like, first thing we did in Iraq was, was protect the oil fields. Put out the fires and then protect the oil fields. Huh. Kind of funny. So that's why the CIA got into drug smuggling. So they don't have to ask Congress for money anymore. You know, they like to get money from Congress, but they've opened up their own avenues for generating income. Um, and this has been proven. You know, they were smuggling um, heroin, opium, out of... Uh, Vietnam, we were illegally operating in Laos and Cambodia. Well, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand is what's called the, the uh, Golden Triangle. And that used to be the leading producing area of heroin in the entire world. 
Well, guess what took over that region for the leading producer of heroin? Afghanistan. Guess when they took over? Yep, after the U.S. military invaded in 2001 or 2, whenever that was. So, unbelievable. So, now the CIA is getting their drug money out of Afghanistan. Um, It's all totally been proven, but if you don't seek it out, you'll never hear about this because our corporate media is totally owned, bought and paid for, owned by five corporations that all profit from war. So they're all going to promote war. You know, you don't ever hear the pundits on the news talking about, well, how are we going to pay for that that bomb that they just dropped? You know, you didn't hear anybody asking when when Trump dropped the mother of all bombs. You didn't ask, you didn't hear anybody asking how much it cost. Or how many innocent people we killed by dropping it just to show, you know, in a, in a total act of bravado, military masturbation. Unbelievable. Yeah, I just kind of came up with that. Military masturbation. I like it. Um, yeah, unfreaking believable. Never heard about the price tag on that thing. And do we have other ones? Are we stockpiling these Moabs? Um, you know? Why, why do you think Assange, Manley, and Snowden are being treated so harshly and, and uh, you know, they, they'll never see the light of day. And if, if they do, it'll be to stand trial and then they'll either be executed or put in jail for life. So it's unbelievable. So they expose the lies of the deep state and they get these harsh penalties thrown at them, but the criminals that they exposed actually committing war crimes, breaking Geneva Conventions, those people, I don't believe any of them, have done any time whatsoever. <clears throat> One guy was going to do jail time. Trump just pardoned him. Uh, this soldier slit some guy's neck with his hunting knife and then took pictures of it and bragged about it on social media. Made his, uh, his troop pose with the dead body as well. Nice guy. Yeah, Trump just pardoned him. But, you know, it's not just Trump. It's, it's, a, it's the system. It's the deep state. <clears throat> so you hear about the deep state. Well, that's the CIA, the SBI, probably, um, ask, you know, Parts of, if not the entire FBI, you know, new information has come out that the FBI was complicit in Martin Luther King's murder, which we all kind of knew all along, but now it's, you know, a matter of historical record. So the deep state has their own agenda. It's the New World Order. George Bush talked about it openly, you know, whether slowly or quickly, we will achieve our agenda. The New World Order. That old evil bastard. Uh, So that's what this is. Murderous drug thugs overthrowing governments, you know, with with a, a version of how the world should be. How our masters think the world should be. 
um, <clears throat> the Iran-Contra scandal was blown wide open, and that was this—that was the CIA smuggling cocaine into Mena, Arkansas, so that they could fund illegal wars. It's the Iran-Contra scandal, so they kind of combine three different scandals in there, to so you don't really know what the hell it's about. It totally clouds the whole cluster, fucks the whole thing. So Iran-Contra scandal, the, the Contras and the Sandinistas were two groups fighting. The Sandinistas were elected in Nicaragua. The Contras were a rebel group that we wanted to overthrow the Sandinistas because the Sandinistas didn't want to sell us, they didn't want to give favorable trade deals to uh, American corporations. So we can't have that. So, you know... Congress or CIA is so determined to do this that they circumvent Congress's direct will. They got a vote of no, hell no. Congress wasn't going to voted it down and refused to fund it. And then the CIA went behind their back, started a cocaine smuggling operation to smuggle cocaine uh, from Nicaragua through Panama refueling in Panama, enter Manuel Noriega, who we have in prison for life, and he'll never be able to see the light of day, and there's no charges against him. But that's why he did business with George Bush. Um, and then we cluster-bombed them, 20,000 people dead. But I digress. So then we flew the cocaine from Panama into Mena, Arkansas. Enter Bill Clinton. That's how he entered the presidential stage. He did business with George Bush Sr. and Oliver North in the Iran-Contra scandal. So then with the money that they made selling cocaine on the streets of the United States and worldwide, they were doing it all over the world, um, they funded the war in Iran, and they also, Iran against Iraq, um, as the U.S. was officially funding Iraq, so that's kind of ironic, we were funding both sides to let them kill each other, and then we were also funneling weapons down to the Contras in Nicaragua. This gave birth to the crack epidemic, uh, Gary Webb broke the story, called Dark Alliance. You can look it up. He was a reporter from the San Jose Mercury News. Uh, he got suicided. Shot himself twice in the back of the head. Um, so, so that's what it is. It's, it's the deep state working for their 1% or elite, mas elite bastard masters, the, working for the, toward the uh, goal of the New World Order, because they know best how humanity should evolve, and we're just the worker bees. So that's really what it is. So all this little back and forth political blah, 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 it's just, it's just theater to entertain you, you know. So back to the economy and what, we're, what we hear about the economy, right? Well, what economy? Oh, our current economy? Our extraction-based economy, our fossil fuel-based economy that's killing us, well, you know, that's a thing of the past and we need to look to the future. 
oil companies have notoriously, bankers and oil companies have notoriously bought, and bought the patents to new technologies and shelved them because they want to keep milking their cash cow. But, you know, we, we talked about the economy, capitalism, socialism, blah, 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 blah. Well, if we're really going to play capitalism, you don't give subsidies. We give huge subsidies to the oil industry, billions of dollars. The corn industry, the milk industry, the cattle industry. Fuck subsidies. Like, if businesses aren't able to do business and stay in business, well, then guess what? They don't survive in a capitalistic economy. Right? And then they're that... By taking away the subsidies from these, you know, these harsh... These industries that are, 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 are a net negative on the planet, we then open up, we level the playing field for companies, for green companies, right? So, and if you're going to give subsidies at all, it should be for sustainable, green, biodynamic, and regenerative technologies, things that are going to help us in the long run, not just in the quarter, you know, quarter profits. On uh, on Wall Street, but um, you know, the military is the greatest sucker. You know what was it? Twenty one trillion missing from the Pentagon since nine eleven. So all the bullshit. How are we going to pay for it? Arguments. They're buried right there. Twenty one trillion missing. And then, admittedly, we spent. According to the Wall Street Journal, on the 31st of January, 2020, we've spent $5.6 trillion on war since 9-11. Afghanistan and Iraq. Just those two. Or maybe not. I don't know. They didn't say. But then I went on to write, Afghanistan, almost 20 years. Iraq, 2003. Approaching 20 years. Wow. That's crazy. 21 trillion missing. Donald Rumsfeld announced to the um, public on the 10th of September, the day before 9-11, that the Pentagon was missing $2.3 trillion. So it's this crazy house of cards. You never hear how we're going to pay for it, how we're going to pay for it, how we're going to pay for a bomb. But as soon as it comes to any social programs... How are we going to pay for it? Right? So, it's unbelievable. And it's, you know, it's just, <clears throat> it the, the conversation has been stolen. So, you know, m medical, right? Talk about the economy. Medical costs. We pay twice what any other country pays. We're the only industrialized nation that doesn't have universal health care. It's the leading cause of bankruptcy. So clearly, we're not worried about the economy for the most. We're worried about the economy for the corporations and the one percenters, right? Because the, the HMOs are making billions in profit. Kaiser, I think they made like $50 billion in profit. So who, you know, when we say the, the economy, American interests, just, just remember that. They're not talking about you. Like George Carlin said, it's one big club and you're not in it. They don't give a fuck about you. No, no, no. It's all about the donors. So if we really wanted to make money, 
we'd be talking about the green economy and the Green New Deal. Back in 1935, Popular Mechanics had on their cover hemp, the new billion-dollar crop. So if it was a billion-dollar crop in 1935, imagine what the fuck it would be now. Um, but no, because in 1937, DuPont create, uh, invented nylon, and they also, more detrimentally, uh, invented the chemical used to, to turn wood pulp into paper, to soften wood pulp enough to make it into paper. Previously, wood pulp could not be made into paper. Most of the paper was made from hemp. But DuPont teamed up with William Randolph Hearst, gazillionaire, um, newspaper magnate, and owned a lot of forests. So he wanted to turn his, he wanted to be able to make his newspapers out of his own forests instead of buying paper. So they became partners in clear cutting. Um, also, they both had an anti-hemp interest because nylon and hemp were direct competitors and, you know, the papers were being made out of hemp. So, can't have that. Enter Henry Anslinger, and now you have the war on weed. And these three people blurred the lines between hemp and marijuana, or between hemp and cannabis, um, and came up with all these crazy stare scare tactics, but basically by the, they were so successful blurring the lines between the two that people still today think that hemp and pot are the same thing. You could smoke a pound of hemp till you're blue in the face and it won't get you high. I asked one person and they were like, well, isn't hemp the male plant? No, it's a different, it's a different subspecies that will not get you high. Um, you know, and then ironically enough, the prohibition on hemp stopped because World War II, they needed war f rope for the war, and the best rope in the world is made out of hemp. So enter government propaganda and the film Hemp for Victory. Uh, the U.S. government actually encouraged hemp, uh, all U.S. farmers to grow hemp. Um, then after the war, boom, hemp is weed again. Fuck you, can't grow it, throw you in jail. Unbelievable. Not to mention hemp is more profitable for the farmer than way more profitable than wheat. Like way more, I forget the numbers, but I did the research for college paper. And uh, way out of the ballpark, more profitable. Not to mention it's a better product than cotton. It's stronger uses 50% less water, 50% less pest, it doesn't use any pesticides. 50% of all the pesticides in the world are used on cotton. So if we're talking about growing the economy, fuck cotton, fuck wheat, fuck corn, fuck soy, and that should all be hemp. And not only can it replace those products, but hemp can be made into 25,000 different products. You know, the CBD craze, that comes from hemp seed, the oil from hemp seed. Um, the stalks can be made into fibrous things, clothing, wood, flooring, plastics, concrete. They call it hempcrete. It's, it's endless. It's the most useful plant on our planet, 
But the oil industry does not want us to use it. The oil, petrochemical, big agriculture, none of them want it because it competes with their bottom line, with their shareholders' dividends. It is what it ultimately comes down to, right? Everything's, you know, everybody's worried about how they look on Wall Street. What's their, what are their shares worth, right? So, anyway, good rant there about the economy. You know, it's, you know, we'll go on, we'll go on more about this, but, you know, I want to bring some other people in to talk about this and, and how we can have... We don't have to choose capitalism or socialism. We can have different forms. There's many different versions of capitalism that we could have that don't necessarily have all the profit getting sucked up to the top 1%, right? Like a co-op is still a profitable capitalistic enterprise. It's just that the profits are distributed more evenly, more equitably. So... Thanks for listening. This has been Dave and another thing with Dave. Um, Just want to give a plug out. You can check me out also on YouTube and another thing with Dave on YouTube. Um, I started a Facebook group. If you are into progressive politics, please feel free to join that. It's called Progressives Unite. Uh, The the leading page has a uh, picture of the American flag with a peace flag, with a peace symbol made out of stars. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Twitter at and another thing. On tw- Instagram and Twitter, I am uh, Dave Smith with three T's. Peace out. Keep fighting, people.